I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The FT. Unlike war, revolution or virgin birth, an economic recession is a poor subject for art. To portray its wider consequences on the world is banal. To attempt to unravel its causes is simply too difficult. Today's recessions are mired in such infernally difficult causal chains involving financial instruments that few people understand that art is easily rendered speechless. All the artist can do is rant, and the rant is the opposite of what great art should aspire to. Matt Collishaw, walking me round his new short The Blaine Southern Gallery in central London, agrees with me. It's a big mistake to make work that is moralistic or judgmental, he says. It's just uninteresting. You have to look for a way in. Collishaw is what we used to call a young British artist, but must now refer to as a former member of that movement who, wouldn't you know it, has crept into middle age. His new exhibition, opening on Thursday, is called This Is Not An Exit, which is the last line of Brett Easton Ellis's scabrous novel of the early 1990s, American Psycho. The book and the show have a theme in common. Everyone is looking for a way out when the going gets tough, but that, of course, is when you see nothing but alluring dead ends. Collishaw came across his subject in stages. He had been thinking about an original way to make art about our current economic predicament, sitting in a hotel room in a small French town, when he was struck by a pain in his side. A massive amount of pain, he says neutrally, and I don't speak French. The international language for trauma resolution made good. He had acute appendicitis and needed immediate hospitalisation and surgery. It all went well. While recuperating he came across some books of medieval art in a local library. He studied the sophisticated drapery in some of the images, getting lost, he says, in the folds of the tablecloths that were almost abstract. A couple of days later, another small epiphany, while fiddling with his train ticket on his journey home. I was folding it absent-mindedly, he says, and the sun hit it, and it suddenly looked like a cocaine wrap, this tawdry little thing. I was thinking that this was the most debased a small piece of paper could be. And then I wondered, if I could give that piece of paper the attention and dignity of those medieval folds, it could be interesting. The result is the group of large oil paintings that stand before us, formal grids and subtle tonalities, almost abstract, but actually magnified depictions of pieces of paper that have been folded and then unfolded, and which bear traces of the white powder that has come to symbolise the decadent excesses of an over-moneyed society that is spinning out of control. In another room, the pieces of paper are cut out of lifestyle magazines, throwing random images of consumer luxury into the mix. Collishaw, dark, deep-voiced and barrel-chested, says he has been meaning to work with oils for a long time. He hasn't touched them since leaving Goldsmiths College in the late 1980s and diving into the world of conceptual art, along with soon-to-be luminaries such as Damien Hirst. His subsequent work, at the same time sumptuous and shocking and frequently macabre, mainly used photography and video to put its point across that there could be improbable beauty in ugly themes. 
Returning to oil has been joyful, yet also intimidating. You're responding to that whole tradition, he says. You're adding an increment to its history. Are you up to it? You have that moment in front of the black canvas or sketchbook. You put the pencil on it, the shadow falls across it, and you're in a metaphysical zone, putting yourself against the void and against the whole history of painting when you make that first mark. There are critics who think that Collishaw's time has finally come, as he makes the uneasy transition from conceptual shock artist to a middle-aged man studying the drapes of medieval cloths. Put more crudely, it may just be that artistic fashion is turning stealthily back towards the so-called proper skills of draftsmanship. Times are changing, concedes Collishaw, who nevertheless wants to bring all aspects of his art together. I've always wanted to be a conceptual artist who does things in a way that seduces people, using visual effects to bring them in. He points to the flat surfaces of the paintings, explaining, it's an illusionistic game, quite similar to what happens when you're on drugs. With drugs like cocaine, you feel you have greater confidence, more stamina, but it is an illusion. There's always a payoff. There is, as he says, no exit. He mentions Caspar David Friedrich, another painter whose subjects confronted the abyss. It's another common theme in the history of painting, he says, looking at nothingness. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.